Hello, my name is Ho Jun Yoon. You're listening to Medicine on the Way. It is October 2013. This is episode number 25, and today's topic is Ogilvy syndrome. Ogilvy syndrome, or known as acute colonic pseudo obstruction, is a functional disorder in which the colon massively dilates in the absence of mechanical obstructions. Ogilvy syndrome most commonly occurs in the post-surgical patients three to five days after the procedures, after trauma, and in medical patients with respiratory failure, myocardial infarction, heart failure, pancreatitis, metabolic imbalances, or malignancy. Other clinical conditions associated with Ogilvy syndrome include sepsis, recent neurologic events such as stroke and have a um, subarachoid hemorrhage, burns, and electrolyte disturbances. For instance, hyponatremia, hypernatremia, hypokalemia, and hypocalcemia. Drugs that may precipitate Ogilvy syndrome include narcotics, clonidine. Anticholinergic agents, phenothiazines, calcium channel blockers, and cyclic antidepressants. The mechanism of Ogilvy syndrome is largely unknown, but colonic motility is believed to be impaired due to an increase in sympathetic tone or a decrease in sacral parasympathetic activity of the distal colon. Decreased parasympathetic tone to the distal. Colon with normal vagal impulses to the right side, which is the proximal side of the colon, results in a false colonic obstruction, or known as pseudo obstruction. Abdominal distension is frequently found as the first sign, which eventually leads to a plain film demonstrating colonic dilation. Other symptoms of Ogilvy syndrome include nausea, vomiting. Abdominal tenderness with some guarding, and rebound tenderness. Bowel movements may be absent, but up to forty percent of patients with Ogilvy syndrome continue to pass stool or gas. Serum sodium, potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, and calcium should be obtained in order to detect any underlying medical or surgical problem. Leukocytosis and fever should raise concern for colonic ischemia or perforation. Abdominal X-rays are the diagnostic test of choice. Radiographs should demonstrate colonic dilation that is confined to the cecum and proximal colon. The upper limit of normal cecum size is nine centimeter. If the diameter of the cecum becomes greater than ten to twelve centimeter. There is a risk of colonic perforation. Small intestinal dilation and air fluid levels may be shown because of possible adynamic ileus. When dilated colon is demonstrated by an abdominal X-ray, a mechanical obstruction such as fovulus, fecal impaction, or malignancy should be suspected. Therefore, CT scan or water-soluble enema should be performed to exclude a possible distal mechanical obstruction. The diagnosis of Ogilvy syndrome is made when the colon is massively dilated in the absence of a mechanical obstruction. 
differential diagnosis include any mechanical obstruction just mentioned above, toxic megacolon, inflammatory diseases, or infections such as C. difficile-associated colitis or CMV. Conservative measures are proper for those with mild tenderness, no leukocytosis, no fever, and sickle diameter less than 12 cm. The conservative measures are successful in 80% within 1 to 2 days, and they include a nasogastric tube and a rectal tube insertion, periodic ambulation, rolling patient from side to side and to the knee chest position, discontinuing the drugs that precipitate Ogilvy syndrome, and enema if there are large amounts of stool seen on radiography. Oral laxatives can cause perforations and electrolyte abnormalities, so they should be avoided. The success with the conservative measures should be evaluated with changes in sequel size by abdominal x-ray every 12 hours. Invasive measures should be considered 1. If sequel diameter is greater than 12 cm 2. If sequel diameter is greater than 10 cm for more than 3 to 4 days and three, there is no improvement after 24 or 48 hours of the conservative measures that we just discussed. A single dose of neostigmine results in a rapid colonic decompression within 30 minutes in 75 to 90% of cases. Atropine has to be available when neostigmine is given because of possible bradycardia from neostigmine infusion. If patients with Ogilvy syndrome are not responsive to neostigmine, colonoscopic decompression is performed. The success rate of colonoscopic decompression is about 70%, but it has been associated with perforations in the distended colon, and recurrence of colonic dilation is shown up to 50% of cases. If colonoscopic decompression fails, a tube cecostomy can be created by percutaneous radiologically guided placement or a small laparotomy. The prognosis of Ogilvy syndrome is largely dependent on the underlying illness. Complications of Ogilvy syndrome include colonic ischemia or perforation. About 13% of Ogilvy syndrome results in perforation, and the mortality rate from this occurrence is more than 40%. Interestingly, the absolute sequel diameter does not correlate with the risk of perforation. More importantly, the duration of sequel dilation and the rate of dilation seem to be more important factors related to colonic perforation. Okay, this is it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. My name is Ho Jun Yoon, and this is Medicine on the Way. Life's so wonderful thing As long as I've got that spring I'd be a silly so-and-so